Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, going solo on a Sunday night here. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently being blown out on the TV behind me by the Kansas City Chiefs, which brings quite a smile to my face, as I'm sure it does for uh, most Browns fans listening out there. Uh, It looks like this will be, in fact, the end of Big Ben's career, finally. One week later than I was hoping for, but, but not the end of the world. And... As I, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, as far as who I was rooting for in the playoffs, the Bills, Bengals, and 49ers, in that order, all won. And uh, in the process, won me some money as well. So overall, I'm in a good mood here, uh, which, is, which is good because the topic on, uh, uh, on hand today, uh, of, or tonight, it, if not Baker Mayfield, who should be the Browns quarterback, right? And, and the reason I bring this up tonight is because there's been a lot – of discussion about that, uh, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo playing for the 49ers today, with Derek Carr yesterday, with Joe Burrow, all this stuff. So if not Baker, who, right? There's also the Russell Wilson reports, you know, and I think that's, you know, there, there are a couple different options here. And as I said, I think it should be Baker Mayfield. I expect it to be Baker Mayfield. It's the Browns clearly expect it to be Baker Mayfield, having told him so. But if we were to look around the landscape, if they did decide to make a move, you know, who would be the options? And let me say, to start off, Jimmy Garoppolo was the one being tossed around a lot today. I do not want Jimmy Garoppolo on the Cleveland Browns. I want to be very clear about that. He, to me, is not a material upgrade over Baker at the quarterback position. He might be more consistently average. But yeah, it doesn't that doesn't have quite the up and down swings that Baker Mayfield does as far as you know his streakiness and week to week. But Jimmy Garoppolo has just as much of the same decision making issues that Baker Mayfield does. The guy throws interceptions all the time, very untimely ones. And in large part because of his slow processing ability and, and, and inability to see the field. Ask 49ers fans about it. Like that's, there's a very simple test here. And it's how to, you know, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is leaving the 49ers, why do you think that is? Because exactly of the same issues that Baker Mayfield was having with the Browns. The decision-making is right at the top there. Trust me, I have bet on Jimmy Garoppolo plenty of times. And there are games when every time he goes back to pass, you're nervous that he's going to throw an interception. You don't want him. You're just like, please run the ball. Please run the ball. Please run the ball. Very similar situation to how uh, Browns fans felt this year with Baker Mayfield. He also, again, similar to Baker, has, you know, not accuracy issues on the whole but some very untimely, inaccurate throws. The Super Bowl throw will be the most famous of those that everybody will know, but it's just a couple throws a game that are there that are open. He misses. He's got a great situation around him in San Francisco, too, by the way. He's got a beautifully designed offense from Kyle Shanahan, a great running game, a great offensive line, George Kittle. He even has you know more receiver talent than the Browns do. So, yeah, not Jimmy Garoppolo is not it for me. I, I would not want to, to to bring him in to compete with Baker Mayfield. The 49ers, I do believe, are going to move on from him, especially if they lose next week to the Packers, which I expect. But I uh, he, he would not be my choice. 
There were the Russell Wilson reports. Let's get this out of the way. Russell Wilson is not coming to Cleveland. Zero percent chance he is coming to Cleveland. If anything, if he does leave Seattle, it's going to be a bigger for a bigger market. Clearly, his wife is involved in the decision making uh, aspects there and the teams he named last offseason. It's pretty obvious that uh, that's the case and, and it would not be Cleveland. Uh, I also don't think he really makes that much sense for Cleveland. Russell Wilson is or has been, I should say, a fantastic quarterback throughout his career. Now, he has some weird limitations. He's always been one of the worst uh, passers to the middle of the field, which I don't think would be a great fit with Kevin Stefanski's offense. Uh, it clearly wasn't a great fit with Shane Waldron's offense this year. Uh, he also is aging, and I think there are there have to be legitimate questions about is his career now declining? Now, it's just one season. I'm not saying he can't bounce back next year. He obviously had the, the, the finger injury this year that, that derailed his season in some respects. But there was plenty of talent on that Seattle offense this year, and Russell Wilson was really bad really bad and because he's had a good career beforehand i feel like those people you know weren't paying attention uh, it, you know what weren't talking about it but he was really bad with a lot of uh, of talented receivers around him i get the offensive line sound amazing but they had some decent linemen on that team too it wasn't a total disaster across the board so no no russell wilson for me either deshaun watson i mean do you want to root for Deshaun Watson, Browns fans? I don't. I don't want to root for Deshaun Watson. He would be an upgrade over Baker Mayfield, assuming he's on the field, uh, which I don't think you can assume at all. But uh, and that's why the Browns aren't going to trade for him. But I wouldn't want. I I hope the Browns don't do that because, in, in the same way that we've made fun of Steelers fans for so many years for rooting for Big Ben, it would be that times a million worse with Deshaun Watson. So uh, I hope they uh, they they don't do that. There is one quarterback that I would like the Browns uh, to entertain if it was an opportunity. And that's Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been better than Baker Mayfield throughout his career. Pretty definitively so, in my opinion. I mean, his, no matter what statistic you look at, you know, passer rating, Carr's 92.4, Baker's 87.8 for their careers. PFF. Carr is 76th grade for his career, Baker 63.6. He even had a better 2020 grade than Baker Mayfield, by the way, uh, despite the fact that, that that was Baker Mayfield's career year. Carr was up, up in the 84 range. I think Baker was 81.6. Derek Carr's been between 10th and 13th in QBR for, I think, the last four seasons in a row. And that's what I think he is. I think he's, he's not a top 10 quarterback, I would say, but kind of in that like 10, 12, 13, 14 range. And the reality is that's what we were hoping for Baker Mayfield this year. And he was not that uh, he, he was arguably that in 2020, but you're looking at one out of four years where that's been the case. I think Derek Carr has consistently been that. And I think if Derek Carr played at the level he played at this year with the Raiders on, on this Browns team next year, they would be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I, I, I legitimately believe that. Now I saw this going around Twitter that, that Derek Carr hasn't won a big playoff game and Baker Mayfield has. That is positively idiotic. That is such a terrible argument. And it is always a terrible argument. Like wins for an NFL team and a quarterback's play are not the same thing. They're correlated. Obviously they're not the same. As I just mentioned, Derek Carr has outplayed Baker Mayfield for the vast majority of, of Baker's time in the league. 
Meanwhile, Jared Goff has two playoff wins since Baker's been in the league. Blake Bortles has two playoff wins. Cam Newton has three. Do any of you guys want those quarterbacks over Baker Mayfield? No, of course not. That would nobody wants that because ever in that context, everybody recognizes everybody recognizes the context about coaching, about rosters, about everything else that goes in, into a winning situation, and we can all agree that those guys aren't are better options than Baker. So I think we can do the the opposite, where we can say, hey, Derek Carr is a better option than Baker Mayfield, and it's not like Derek Carr is not clutch. I brought this up a ton, but. If you go look at Pro Football References definition of game-winning drives, Derek Carr has 30 in eight years. Uh, you know, last five minutes, chance to tie or, or win the game. He has 30 of those drives in eight years. Baker has seven in four years. I'm, you know, wasn't a math major, but uh, the rate there is not the same. Derek Carr, in fact, leads all quarterbacks since he's been in the league in game-winning drives. He also has the most comeback drives in the last two minutes. Uh, if you extrapolate it even from five minutes down to two minutes, uh, he, I, I believe, is tied for the most in, in that case as well. So Derek Carr is clutch. He is good. If the Browns had the opportunity to get him, I would do it. I don't think they will, but there, there are rumblings you hear around them that, that, that Mark Davis thinks they can do better at the quarterback position. Uh, that, you know, with a new head coach that they might make a change there. He's on a, a, a pretty cheap contract too, all things considered. So to me, Derek Carr is an option worth exploring. Again, I don't think it's going to be the one that the Browns take. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the route that they take. But if it were me and I had the opportunity to get Baker Mayfield, or excuse me, to get Derek Carr, I would pull the trigger and I would replace Baker whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And uh, that leads me to my second topic of, of the podcast, which is this whole revisionist history uh, about Josh Allen in, in the Baker Mayfield draft. I've, I've been seeing a ton of people be like, Oh, I wanted Josh Allen back then. You know, how didn't the Browns draft Josh Allen? I want to make something abundantly clear to the audience. I worked in Cleveland at the time, the summer, all leading up to the draft. We ran the summer, uh, the, excuse me, this spring. Uh, we ran poll after poll after poll. Who do you want the Browns to draft? I can tell you who 
the vast majority of you guys wanted the Browns to draft. And it's the same quarterback I wanted the Browns to draft. Sam Darnold, not Josh Allen. If anybody was the popular choice that wasn't Baker Mayfield, it was Sam Darnold. In fact, most of the time, it was like 60, 70% of you wanted Sam Darnold. Like 20-something percent of you wanted a Baker Mayfield. And then like a small percentage wanted Josh Allen or Josh Rosen. And by the way, you know, I, I, I happily will raise my hand and say I was wrong uh, because it, it happens all the time with quarterbacks. We're all wrong. It's impossible to predict. But there were, uh, there were fantastic reasons not to believe in Josh Allen, by the way. He is a huge, huge statistical anomaly in, in so many different ways. He's one of the only quarterbacks ever to complete under 60% of his passes in college and then be more accurate in the NFL. Does not happen. Does not happen. There are a few exceptions to that. Lamar Jackson, I believe, is actually one of the other exceptions to that as well. But Josh Allen completed 56% of his passes at Wyoming. Not exactly playing SEC defenses either, by the way. He had 16 touchdowns his junior year in college. 16. Again, not exactly lighting it up. By the way, he played Iowa. They scored three points. They played Oregon. They scored 13 points. And his stats were not very good. I get it. The physical tools were awesome. There have been a lot of quarterbacks with physical tools that have sucked in the NFL. By the way, Josh Allen sucked his first two years in the NFL. He was bad. Another thing that basically never happens, quarterbacks having two awful years and then becoming really good in their third year. Josh Allen is, is almost a one of one uh, in, in that exact scenario as far as NFL history. It does not happen. And that's why when it comes to Baker Mayfield and everybody's like, oh, you know, you have to, you know, take the context into account and his offensive coordinators and coaches and all that. Sure. Maybe, maybe Baker is the exception who blossoms into a franchise quarterback, you know, playing on his fifth year option and then continues on. There are not many examples of that. You are rooting for an anomaly, which is why when I say I don't think it's going to work, even though I hope I, you know, I hope it does. That's it. That's the reasoning is if you look at history, the odds are not in Baker Mayfield's favor at this point. There are just very few examples of that. There are some, you know, Drew Brees was up and down his first couple of years with the Chargers and then, you know, had the, the shoulder injury and they gave up on him and, and then he blossomed with the Saints. But again, you're predicting an anomaly if you're saying Baker Mayfield is going to be, you know, this 10, 12 year franchise quarterback for the Browns after this. The odds would say that that's unlikely. It, just like the odds said Josh Allen was unlikely to be a good player. And I and I am, you know, pleasantly surprised by Josh Allen. I enjoy watching him. Uh, of course, not from a Browns perspective. That part is frustrating that he's been so good. But I did not expect him to be this good. And I don't fault the Browns for not drafting him. But all of you guys who are out there saying, you know, that the, the Browns should have taken Josh Allen in, in, in that draft. I was there. I don't remember a lot of people saying that. Congratulations if you were one of the few. But I think in general, people rewrite the history around drafts a lot incorrectly instead of just raising their hand and saying, hey, I was wrong. And in this case, I think a lot of Browns fans are doing that. Like I was, I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I thought the Browns should have taken Sam Darnold. I was wrong about that. I, I thought 
that they should absolutely not take Josh Allen. He would have been at the bottom of my board of, of, of all of those guys. But, you know, that's them's the break sometimes. He's also in a perfect situation where they've carefully constructed a team around him too, where I think, he, you know, he still has some limitations as a player, uh, in, not in terms of his physical abilities, but in terms of some of his processing and, and accuracy still. Uh, you know, he makes some phenomenal plays, of course, but, you know, they, they, they've done a great job with him in Buffalo. I'm not sure you could predict that it would have worked out that way in Cleveland either. So, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of that, and, and, and Browns fans just, we can, it's okay. We can put that one to rest. Not, ev- not everybody, uh, you know, get, gets the draft stuff right all the time, but I, again, I don't fault the Browns for it, and frankly, I don't think he was even, in, you know, I'm sure all the quarterbacks were in consideration, but I don't think he was the one that exactly finished in second place either or made it particularly close. So it's all right. It's a bummer that, that, that he's so good and the Browns, you know, in theory could have drafted him, but uh, you know, that's, that's not one that I'm losing sleep over for sure. All right. That'll do it for this podcast. Browns fans short and sweet today. Nothing uh, too intense, but you know, I am excited. Uh, We're going to have Brad Ward on. Uh, later this week uh, to to recap the season as well and talk about some things. We'll get into free agency. We'll get into the draft, all that. But I thought uh, with the timing of these playoff games that this was the topic for tonight. So we'll uh, talk to you guys more soon. The Discord is coming, I promise. Uh, I've got some other stuff on my plate right now, but we will get that together this offseason. Shout out to everybody who has DM'd me uh, wanting to be in it. Uh, if you haven't already done that, please do so. And, and we'll get that thing popping because, uh, you know, we'll want to talk draft prospects and strategy and all that kind of stuff and post PFF mocks. I love all that stuff. So let's do it. And Browns fans, until I talk to you again, two words for you, go Browns. Also fuck the Steelers.